Let's take a moment and think about the things you love. It could be stuff like vintage vinyl, stylish sunglasses, or your exotic fish collection. Whatever your passion is, the new Multiply the Cash Scratchers from DC Lottery gives you a chance to multiply your cash by 5, 10, 25, or even 100 times and enjoy a lot more of the stuff that makes you, you. Multiply the Cash Scratchers from DC Lottery. If you love it, multiply it. Please play responsibly. Hello, and welcome to The Nature Connection, Science, Wildlife, and Environment Radio, with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy. Welcome, everybody. Today on Big Blend Radio's Nature Connections show, Nancy and I welcome Jad Daly. He is a president and CEO of American Forests. Now, this is the nation's oldest national conservation association or organization. And I think they were on our show maybe over 10 years ago. So we're way yeah. past due to get them back on. Um, and Jad is here to talk about their first nationwide tally of tree equity scores. It's an evaluation that shows the amount of tree cover across America. Some places are doing okay. Some really need to have a look at uh, doing some more planting. Mm -hmm. uh, so everyone, you can go to AmericanForests.org. Also follow them on social media. But let's even find out what tree equity means for people and the planet. So welcome, Jad. How are you? Uh, Lisa and Nancy, thanks so much. Doing great. I'm really grateful to be here today and uh, really grateful to you for helping bring attention to what's a life and death issue. Uh, for people in our communities, uh, and especially in the face of climate change and the ways in which that's um, posing new health threats uh, to people all across America and around the world. So just really grateful to you for lifting up this issue of, of tree equity. Well, we love this whole thing about tree equity and what you're doing to showcase and how cities can use this tool too to know whether or not they need to plant. Um, one thing in your reports show that um, the amount of tree cover is dependent on race and income which is pretty rough to hear about. Yeah, let, let's start there with the big picture. Um, if you look at a map of tree cover in virtually any city uh, in America, you see the same pattern, uh, that a, ma a map of trees is also a map of income, and it's a map of race in ways that transcend income uh, due to the le legacy of systemic uh, racism uh, like redlining and continuing patterns of disinvestment where some neighborhoods, some parts of our communities always seem to get the, the new park, uh, you know, the, the new tree planting projects, um, and that's created these increasingly growing disparities in the green assets oh. that we have uh, in our neighborhoods. And nowhere is that clearer than with trees. And so what we've wow. done with tree equity scores, we've taken this phenomenon that has been known in the urban forest field for a long time that we've been seeing one city at a time. And we said, we need to give a wall-to-wall -wall look at this inequity of trees across the whole, whole country how that aligns with race and income and other critical factors um, like health status, um, age, uh, and exposure to urban heat island. Uh, so we can figure out not only do, where do we have uh, tree canopy gaps, but where is that having the most uh, uh, damaging impact on people? Where is that putting people uh, at most risk, for example, of heat-related death? And so what Tree Equity oh. Score does for the first time uh, is it maps uh, that 
all across America, uh, neighborhood by neighborhood in every urbanized area of 50,000 uh, people or more. Um, so we feel like uh, you know, that names and frames uh, the issue um, of tree equity and, and the reality of the inequities that we have today. But really importantly, I'm, I'm glad you used the word tool when you described tree equity school earlier, because this is not a report uh, this yeah. is not just meant to be something where we kind of describe a problem and throw our hands up and say what to do. Uh, Tree Equity Score takes that information and it gives anyone from a city leader to a citizen the ability to go into Tree Equity Score, learn what's happening in your city, learn what's happening in your neighborhood, and to take action, prioritize tree planting projects, advocate for uh, your city council to do something. Go to your member of Congress and ask the U.S. federal government to start putting some real money into this work. There are all sorts of things that we can do to advance tree equity from individuals to organizations to governments. And so we built tree equity score for the express purpose that we don't wanna talk about. We wanna get to work fixing this because it's a life or death issue for people across America. And we really feel it's a moral imperative. Um, It's like having stoplights or other basic safety infrastructure in our communities. Every neighborhood in America deserves to have uh, the protected benefits of trees. And it's just morally insupportable that we're not delivering that, especially on the basis of income uh, and race uh, and these disparities that our data show. Doesn't this help right now in regards to the infrastructure bill that's um, going through all its little changes right now? But um, when we think about infrastructure in America, mm. that's looking at internet. It is looking at our bridges that are actually crashing down um, and having yes. cracks. It's looking at our roadways. And I'm thinking that the cities that do benefit from um, that infrastructure could adopt into it those a tree trees, program yes. like do you have trees on your sidewalk if you're fixing your sidewalks and road maybe this is the time to plant you describe that perfectly you know one of the things that we, we like to say all the time is that trees and cities aren't scenery <laughs> they are green infrastructure they're life and death uh, green mm-hmm. infrastructure uh, for our communities and and so um, we've seen in the current infrastructure discussions in washington dc uh, that you know you have to have the data to back up Um, a case like that. And so we both have the data on the importance. Um, Just for example, research that shows that over 5,000 people per year die uh, from extreme heat uh, in this country. There are projections uh, of a tenfold increase of heat-related deaths by the middle of the century, thanks to climate change. So in terms of the urgency of this, just with that just being one example, um, you know, we're able to show uh, that this truly is a life or death investment in our communities. But then to be able to say, for example, to the Biden-Harris administration, which has made this incredible commitment, they call Justice 40, to put 40% of federal uh, investments uh, in the environment into environmental justice and climate justice, for us to be able to say, we're not just asking for more trees in cities, that's not specific enough. We're asking for tree equity um, because we need to fix that problem uh, in the way that we make this investment. And so we can say, we'll show you exactly the neighborhoods Uh, where we need to make that investment if the federal government is willing to step in. Mm -hmm. And true equity score, really importantly, can quantify the the benefits that we'll provide. It can, for example, show you how much we'll improve air quality uh, in those neighborhoods if we get to tree equity uh, Mm -hmm. in them. And so I think that's the kind of information that you need to provide, the type of rigor and specificity that we need to have behind um, uh, our advocacy push Uh, for federal government, state governments, mayors, and the private sector to invest in this, uh, you know, like we really mean it. Do you push for native trees as opposed to exotics at all? Is that an issue? 
Yeah, thanks, Nancy, for that question. It's a critically important one because anytime you talk about uh, initiatives that involve tree planting, um, there's a lot of excitement because many people have experienced planting trees where they can imagine themselves planting trees and participating. I mm. think everyone realizes that more trees uh, are, are is that having more trees is a good thing. Mm. But there there's a, has been a lot of chatter and even concern um, from some folks about do we really are we going to do this the right way? Mm -hmm. Are we going to put the right trees in the right places so that, for example, they can survive and thrive in a changing climate, which is putting increasing stress on our trees and forests from city centers all the way out to wilderness areas. And so when American Forest started this initiative around tree equity a couple of years ago and started building this tree equity score, uh, we uh, took another number of complementary steps. And one of the ones that I'm really proud of is we partnered with the U.S. Forest Service to develop a new urban forestry guide that uh, what we call our climate and health action guide, uh, which is a set of, of forestry principles around tree species selection and how to plant trees in ways that they'll last and how to care for trees in ways that they'll be healthy and resilient into the future. And so actually this new uh, forestry tool is uh, coming out just at the same time that we're launching Tree Equity Score. And so as we're asking people to step up and plant more trees and do better tree care, for tree equity in our communities. We're also providing them with this cutting edge forestry guidance that's, that's leaning into all of those right tree, right place details, but with a specific focus on maximizing the climate change benefits of these trees, protecting us from climate change, sequestering as much carbon as possible so we can slow climate change down, uh, and also thinking about health considerations, which tree species are gonna maximize air quality benefits. And so we're just super proud of that. Uh, that new uh, climate and health action guide, which folks can find on our uh, Vibrant Cities Lab website, as a matter of fact, and um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and and that's we hope a really powerful tool uh, to to help uh, advance this movement. I think it's mm -hmm. exciting about yeah. doing the right trees because mm -hmm. when you do that, you use less water most of the time, mm -hmm. and um, it also reconnects nature. Um, gives you know it. We always talk about the dead zones on our shows, not having dead zones. We talk about um, like the National Wildlife Federation has the uh, native plant uh, gardening that uh, they call it the uh, backyard habitat, you know, wildlife habitat. So they're putting in native plants to help butterflies and birds and, and local wildlife, which is especially great for kids to grow up in that environment. Planting the right trees will do the same thing. But you talk about air quality, it's something I really want to touch on because when you start going through cities, you feel that heat, that, that mm -hmm. urban island of heat that you talk about. And having that lack of tree, that smog from the cars, I know we're trying to do as much on electric and, and everything, which is great, but you still need trees. And if you're not breathing well, especially in the uh, mm -hmm. communities who aren't getting the trees because of low income or racial injustice, mm -hmm. um, when you go into those communities, there are kids with asthma, there are elders with asthma and breathing mm -hmm. issues, which are again, life and death. So there's the heat aspect. So then there's also obesity, I would think, because if it's too hot to go out and take a walk, how, how you're, now we're looking at obesity. So when you start to invest in trees and that's tree equity, right? You're actually helping the medical system in a way because our medical system is really, they've been, it's been pulled through the ringer this past year, mm -hmm. right? So um, those, those communities, again, don't have, you know, the finances half of the time to even have insurance. So I think this is huge on the health benefits for plants, for nature, and for people. 
Well, I, I wish we had all afternoon because I feel like there's about 15 minutes of discussion on everything you just said. There's so <laughs> <Sorry>. many incredibly <laughs> important issues. No, I, I'm so thrilled to hear you frame it that way. Thank you so much for connecting so many of those dots because that's just the way that we think about it. And, and so let me put this in the simplest terms for folks. Tree equity equals health equity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, a, you know, the, the greatest health threats um, in our uh, lower income communities, in, in BIPOC communities that don't have uh, the kind of green amenities that we're providing for other neighborhoods. Well, as I mentioned, heat related illness is, you know, right there at the top of the list. It's, it's, the, it's the greatest uh, uh, threat of mortality in these communities. But air quality is right there as well. Um, and the incredible thing is that the trees that we have today uh, in our uh, cities and towns uh, avoid 670,000 incidents of, of respiratory illness every year. Uh, and so that's, that's how powerful this benefit is, but we're not providing that benefit to everyone. So those 670,000 uh, avoided incidences uh, you know, respiratory illness are being concentrated in places where in many cases, people already have better health care. They already have better uh, you know, underlying health conditions. And so the people who are already most at risk, who are already suffering health inequities uh, most acutely in our society are the ones who are getting the least benefit from the protective uh, healing power of trees. And that's just, again, that's morally uh, insupportable. Uh, but I want to also talk about a, a two important connections that you were just alluding to. One is the connection between heat and air quality. Because let's remember that heat actually cooks air quality. So the hotter it is, the more that all those uh, air pollutants that are being cycled into the, the air uh, get cooked into damaging, for example, uh, ground level ozone. Um, so when you have an urban heat island, which is raising someone's uh, uh, risk of heat-related illness, but you're also simultaneously uh, raising uh, their risk of uh, air quality, uh, poor air quality uh, as well. Uh, And that has, uh, as we've learned uh, in COVID, more impacts than ever. It's not just traditional respiratory illnesses, but we have research from Harvard uh, that shows uh, that if you're exposed to poor air quality, it actually makes you more vulnerable to uh, things like COVID-19. Uh, so we absolutely need heat equity, uh, we need air equity, and tree equity delivers on both of those things. But lastly, another critical component of good health, as we all know, is the ability to exercise safely uh, outside your home. And if you live uh, you know, in a city uh, with even moderately hot weather uh, during the summer, um, you know, your, your ability to go out and you know, go running or biking or, or take a brisk walk um, is, is, in some cases, safely, is in, in some cases, depending on can you find a cool enough shaded place to do it, um, is the air quality uh, where it's such that you're actually going to get healthier by exercising as opposed to doing damage uh, to your lungs. And, and tree equity has a huge role uh, to play here because um, if you don't have trees along that bike path in your community, uh, along your sidewalks, um, you're going to have you know, more heat and poor air quality. And that is just as you said, it's going to discourage uh, people from exercising. And so it just becomes a triple whammy, heat stress on your body, a poor air quality that you're facing and, and lack of safe places to exercise during hotter weather. And all of those things tie back uh, to tree equity in our community. So tree equity equals health equity. And, and we absolutely have to deliver this for this country. Wow. Does, does, is there any research on allergies connected to um, air quality? I know when we lived outside of this country for a long, long time. And when I first took Lisa outside of the United States, we went to live in Kenya. And within three or four weeks, all her allergies disappeared. Now that we're back here, slowly here comes the allergies coming back. So I'm wondering if there's a connection to the air quality and allergies. 
You know, I actually don't know myself of, of research at that intersection, but I want to take that in a slightly different direction, which is to say, um, you know, that we, uh, well, first of all, the, the two directions. One is to say there's a lot of good research that shows that climate change um, is increasing, uh, you know, allergens um, in, in our environment. Um, and so we, we really do have to think about allergies as yet another health stress that's quickly uh, rising uh, with, with climate change. But it also comes down to tree species selection too, because mm -hmm. let's be very clear, you talked about the right tree in the right place. And in some cases that's looking for the positive attributes of different tree species. But in other cases, we do have to think about um, you know, potential challenges that certain tree species can pose as well in terms of uh, you know, increased allergens or uh, other ways in which they might create um, other kinds of stresses within their environment. And so that was part of what I talked mm -hmm. about earlier about that climate and health action guide that we developed with the Forest Service. We took a look at all of those things, the sort of potential uh, upsides and the potential downsides of different tree species and make sure that we're really helping come up with the mix of trees in each community that can absolutely maximize their, their health benefits and health equity going forward. You know, this is, I want to go plant a tree now. <laughs> no, me too. <laughs> I want to hug a tree and plant a tree. But, um, you know, for individuals, you know, um, I, getting your community on board, but um, just for gardeners, they can use this tool, right? And, and start doing something with their property. Lisa, thanks so much for going there because um, I, I talked about I talked about this. You know, I lay awake at night and I worry that people will just hear this data. They'll, they'll you know they'll, they'll hear that our communities of color have on average thirty three percent less tree cover uh, than uh, you know majority white communities. They're going to hear again that you know uh, our, our lowest in, uh, income communities have forty one percent less tree cover than our wealthiest communities, mm. and they'll and they'll, they'll throw their hands up there and go, "That's a terrible thing." Um, you know, another thing to worry about. No, it's something to do something. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of uh, one thing to love about trees is everyone can participate. Uh, if you're the federal government, you can create change at a sweeping scale. If you're an individual, uh, you can take action in your community in different ways. And so Tree Equity Score, if you can operate a smartphone, you can use Tree Equity Score. You can go in, you can search your town. Um, it's very easy. Just enter the name of your town. It will take you right in. Uh, and you can look at your neighborhood, you can look at other neighborhoods and figure out you know, what, what's the current situation in terms of our tree cover, mm. what are the impacts that that's having. But then in terms of taking action, you know, individuals can plant trees uh, at their own home. And that, um, you know, uh, for example, managing urban heat islands, it's, it's, it's a neighborhood wide thing. Um, and so if you have more trees, even on your own property, it's not just benefiting you, that's benefiting your neighbors. Um, and so folks can look at this uh, information and they can contribute to creating tree equity in their own neighborhoods directly by planting. By, also by volunteering, one of the, the real strengths of, of the tree equity movement is we have incredible frontline organizations all across America that are working every day on this issue and that love bringing volunteers in to go help do the work of planting and caring for trees. And so folks can uh, research who are some of those organizations in their community. We're all happy to help people find those kinds of organizations in their community so they can plug in uh, to, to volunteer efforts. Um, but one thing I hope as well is, is, is if folks are, are willing to do that and get involved. We just need more voices on this mm -hmm. issue. Mm. Now, I've been working on this issue for over a decade now, kind of on an everyday basis, uh, and, and it just keeps me awake at night. I think about the impact that we're having mm. on people who are, are, are suffering in their homes, um, people who are dying unnecessarily because we're not bringing this natural cooling to their neighborhood uh, that, we, that we can and should as a society. So we just need to tell this story. Um, and so if people are willing to, you know, learn about tree equity and then talk to people about it, your neighbors, your member of Congress and everyone in between, 
uh, talk about it on social media. Uh, I think we all know social media really matters these days, and we're super. And we need positive stuff on social media. Planting trees is cool. Exactly. I'll tell you. You know, we're not. We're getting nothing but excitement about this on social media. What what can anybody say other than this sounds like a great idea? Um, And uh, and so I think it's it's absolutely helpful if folks hear this story and they say, I'm I'm going to become one more voice uh, for tree equity in America, uh, and 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 you know really be loud and proud because speak for the trees. Um, and and that can that can help us greatly. Ninety-two percent of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. Ninety-two percent because of a bike. Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better... You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. I think it, it would also raise property values, especially if it went neighborhood by neighborhood and that disparity that you're talking about would go away. Uh, and Nancy, thanks so much for getting to the economic side of this. Because like I said, we need it all afternoon here. We could keep yeah. going. There's so many aspects of this to yes. talk about. But let, let's get into the economics because there are a couple of cool things to say about that. You are 100% right. Uh, there, there is a health and a wealth factor here. We talked a lot today about the health importance and the health equity impact of tree equity. Um, but trees are a really substantial wealth generator uh, in communities. They mm-hmm. raise your property values, um, which is one right. asset, you know, it sort of like makes everyone in the neighborhood, uh, you know, suddenly uh, wealthier. Uh, there is research that shows that even retail sales improve on tree-lined streets. It's just, you know, you, uh, the, you think about leafy neighborhoods, and those are just prosperous places where people want to be, they want to come, they want to, you know, go to businesses and, and engage in, in commercial uh, activity there. But here's the other thing, and th- this was really part of what uh, helped uh, American forests uh, just go all in on, on tree equity, is that the underlying condition in you know, most of these neighborhoods that we're talking about here that need more trees is economic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the economic inequity that's driving a lot of these other inequities. For example, people's ability to pay for health care, people's ability to protect their homes from heat and those kinds of things. So it is absolutely incumbent on us to fix the economic problems in the process of addressing this issue of tree equity. And so we've really challenged ourselves and all of our partners to say, we need to create career pathways for people in the neighborhoods that are affected into the jobs that we're creating to do this work. Our analysis shows that we need 522 million trees to get to tree equity across all the urban areas in America. Um, that would generate 3.8 million jobs. Great jobs, wow. diverse jobs, some of them outdoors, if that's your thing, some of them you know, working on with computer data like, the, like tree equity score, some of them running small businesses and everything in between. And so uh, it's just uh, an incredible economic opportunity that we're creating here. The jobs of the future um, are gonna mm. be jobs like this. And so uh, we've been working over the last two years in the new career pathways initiative to link up with 
tree uh, care companies like Davy Tree, uh, municipal government leaders, um, uh, companies uh, like Salesforce and Microsoft and Bank of America uh, who have environmental goals and they also have social justice goals and they want to advance those together and they see tree equity as a way to do it. Uh, and a whole range of other uh, partners um, to build uh, sector partnerships and pilot programs that reach into those populations that might have no idea there's a job in urban forestry um, and make sure that as this work comes to their community, they are invited in, we are building stepping stones into these career opportunities that we're creating uh, and making sure that anyone in those communities who wants to be part of this can be part of it in terms of the economic opportunity just as much as the environmental of benefits. And, and so when you put all that together, it sounds a whole lot like build back better, doesn't it? I mean, it sounds yeah, a whole yeah. lot like what everybody's calling for here in our country right now. And, and so we, we kind of think urban forests and, and tree equity are, are made for this moment. It's beyond the beautification of America. We always talk about that, you know, gardening mm -hmm. is, you know, that's like the, the great, one of the greatest national hobbies that we have. People mm -hmm. love to garden. And, you know, you're talking about the economics and, and for your house. I remember in Tucson, when we lived in Tucson, Arizona, uh, the actual uh, power company had a program where you could buy native trees, like little uh, saplings. I was going to say little treelings, but <laughs> you could buy treelings, uh, but yes. they were the correct ones. And they had a program where they purchased bulk trees from nurseries and growers so they could get them at a discount. Uh, with their clients, their power clients. And I thought that was a really cool program because it really helps cool your house down that and it, you know, shade an area. So you're not using air conditioning 24 seven. So things, there's programs like that out there and I'm sure they're nationwide. And um, just, I think I just want to go plant a tree now. And apparently yes. we've got a lot of, a large bill to, to fulfill now of, of trees. So if, if everybody, whenever you have to give somebody a gift or want to give somebody a gift, you give them a tree. Yes, exactly. Wouldn't that be fun? Uh, I completely agree. And, 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 uh, you know, Lisa, you mentioned uh, Tucson. So I have to give a shout mm -hmm. out uh, to our friends in Tucson, to Mayor Regina Romero and the folks there, as well as uh, uh, to Mayor Gallego and the folks in Phoenix. Uh, Arizona is a national leader on uh, tree equity. And uh, so Tucson cool. has, uh, uh, if you're not aware, made this incredible Million Trees Tucson uh, commitment. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we started working uh, with them on that a number of months ago. It's one of the boldest uh, uh, urban uh, forest tree equity commitments uh, anywhere uh, in the country. And, and you know, they are saying those million trees aren't just going to go anywhere. Uh, they are using tree equity score in Tucson to focus the million trees into the neighborhoods in, in Tucson uh, that are most in need of trees and where people are most uh, at risk and doing some really innovative things around uh, water uh, conservation. You mentioned that earlier as a critical consideration. Tucson's really leaning into that challenge, leaning into the job creation opportunity that I described as well. So really uh, huge kudos to, to Mayor Romero and the folks in Tucson for providing a, a great national model of what success looks like. But I also uh, want to give a huge shout out to, to Phoenix, which we've been working with uh, folks in Phoenix for over a year now to form a new urban uh, Phoenix Urban Forest Roundtable. It's over 50 organizations that have been working together, trying to think about what would it look like for Phoenix to make a big move mm. uh, in this area. And just back in April, uh, the Phoenix City Council voted to commit to tree equity in Phoenix by 2030 and put some real money and capacity on oh, the table wow. for the city 
to lead that effort. So, you know, back to Treasury Square isn't just a report that's supposed to sit on a shelf. Um, it's meant to be a spur to action. It's meant to be a tool that actually helps you take action uh, in a strategic and effective way. And Phoenix has, you know, taken that challenge um, and is doing exactly that. And so now all these, you know, 50 organizations and the, and the city of Phoenix are going to be working together, again, using True Equity Score, you know, as the roadmap um, cool. for guiding their action uh, toward that, that goal of True Equity by 2030. So that, that's what we need nationwide. Um, we need uh, cities all around the country um, to, to see this imperative, invest in it. And as I said earlier, we need everyone to help um, from the federal government to the private sector to individuals uh, to say if, if cities can, can provide that kind of leadership, how do we all pile in and put our shoulder to that wheel? I'm loving this. Yeah, I, no, go ahead. I, I'm sorry, I, I'm excited <laughs> because as we go through different parks across the country, um, we, we started documenting community parks. We realized that they're just as important and there's statistics out there about um, every individual needs to have a park in an area within 10 miles of their home and so this is one way as you start as you see these community parks even pocket parks pop up mm -hmm. trees should be one of the first things i think but we are seeing um, signs for tree city usa i think it is um, that people are starting to do that and to have these kind of programs like you're saying okay make a commitment to to reach tree equity by a certain date that really spurs everybody on. Come on, Americans love a good challenge. Exactly. I don't care who you are. Come on, we like that. Yeah. And I also look at it as, um, you know, because when you think about developing parks and planting trees and all of these good things, one of the first things, especially we've just been through the West. Um, right now we're in Prescott, Arizona, and right outside, uh, we're actually, we could take, what, 20 steps and we're in the Prescott National Forest. It's really cool. Yes. But um, water is a big deal. We have a drought and not only mm -hmm. in uh, California, we, there's a drought in Oregon. There, we've driven through parts of New Mexico where the wetlands yeah. were, we watched, I actually filmed dust bowls where there were wetlands um, in Texas, uh, Northwest Texas. Uh, we've seen that same thing as we're driving around and it's truly depressing. And I feel like if we planted more trees, yes, you, you give them water for their first two years, but they do, if you have the right tree, start to balance out. And if you have enough shade, aren't we like globally and nationally using less water? And so we'll be helping the water mm -hmm. table because that is the new oil, really. <laughs> Absolutely, Lisa, I totally agree. Actually, two things you said there, I'd love to, I'd love to tag on to. I mean, first of all, tree, trees are friends to water. Let's just say that. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, you have to put uh, you know water into caring for trees, but in terms of restoring the overall uh, natural hydrologic function um, of a city, of a watershed, uh, it is going to be healthier if it has adequate tree cover. Um, and you see that, by the way, in the, all the way from example in the U.S. Uh, Forest Service on national forest lands, those big giant watersheds where a lot of our drinking water falls and then is uh, taken to cities far away why there's so much urgency about reforesting those lands after wildfire, um, because the trees on those lands make it into a green sponge uh, that is you know, better for capturing and regulating uh, water flows in a predictable and stable way and cleaning water in the process. That same phenomenon uh, works in cities. And so, yeah, we want cities to have that same green sponge quality instead of having you know, flashy uh, rain events that turn into uh, stormwater pollution and run right off and disappear down uh, you know, creeks and waterways. We want a, a stable, predictable uh, relationship where our cities can regulate uh, moisture uh, in, in the right way. And trees are fantastic uh, at doing that. 
Um, but I also want to make the connection to the point you made about parks. This is really important. I used to work for a fantastic organization called the Trust for Public Land. That, oh, we uh, love is, them. Yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful organization. The Trust for Public Land uh, actually was the really the, the guiding light behind the idea that every person should be within a 10-minute walk of a park in their community. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and and by the way, if we showed you a map of park equity in this country, it overlays with a map of tree equity because oh. that disinvestment mm-hmm. that we yes. see by income and race um, that has led to not enough trees um, in some neighborhoods has also led to not enough parks or parks that are in a dilapidated condition, you know, that don't have trees to make them pleasant to be in in the summer and those kinds of things. And so um, I think about like fusion cuisine. Let's put park equity and tree equity together. They actually Mm -hmm. uh, work better together and they can be delivered uh, together, uh, right? When you build a park, that's an opportunity to bring trees into a neighborhood. Um, It's an opportunity in some cases uh, where uh, cities are, I would suggest unwisely um, looking to cut trees down. Parks can a lot of times be critical to conserving uh, the tree cover that's already there and not having that land uh, just be cleared um, for uh, for more development. So um, I do think we need to be thinking about all these investments, parks, trees, wetlands, and other mm-hmm. kinds of green infrastructure that helps advance water, uh, walking and biking routes that connect um, and give people ability to move safely around the landscape. You know, all, all those things actually weave, weave together to create climate smart and resilient communities into the future. And I'm, I'm proud that we're partnered with the Trust for Public Land and other organizations that are kind of bringing their own ingredient uh, to this climate smart uh, recipe we're trying to cook up together. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm proud that we're able to really bring tree equity into it in a, in a robust way. Don't we also need to consider places like Florida where the loss of trees um, has removed a barrier that safeguards against um, natural disasters like hurricanes. Yeah, thanks so much for bringing that up. So actually our organization did, um, I, I'll name a couple of cities where that's particularly important because uh, Miami-Dade County is mm. one, Houston's another. Mm. Um, and so, uh, and, and our organization's actually partnered in both of those communities to think about how does this tree equity agenda align with the city's uh, uh, resilience agenda in terms of hurricanes and other kinds of, uh, of flood events. Um, and in both cases, we, we worked to help figure out where do trees need to be aligned to provide that protective buffer um, against, uh, against extreme uh, storms uh, of that kind. In fact, a couple of years ago, we, we convened what we called a, a leaf summit uh, in Miami-Dade County and brought together all the experts and all the people doing this work across Miami-Dade County uh, to assess how's it going, uh, what do we need to do differently? And one of the critical factors that uh, we discussed on that day, back to a question that you all asked earlier, was the right tree, right place considerations when you're talking about extreme uh, wind events, uh, hurricanes, mm-hmm. and, and other kinds of uh, uh, threats that we're seeing more frequently. Because in the case of, say, Miami-Dade, you have to balance the trees that are going to provide the most shade for a city that's extremely heat vulnerable. At the same time, trees are gonna be likely to survive uh, hurricanes, Mm -hmm. which in Miami-Dade now come with more wind than they used to. Um, And so we spent a lot of time talking about the right tree species, the right pruning and management techniques um, to create a a tree canopy that maximizes that balance of all the different things that it needs to do to protect the community, but also can can last uh, into the future. And that's really the, that's the three-dimensional chess um, of tree equity forestry that we need to uh, advance into the future. And we really have to get those details right um, if we're going to deliver the promise of tree equity and everything it's supposed to do for our communities. Right Mm -hmm. on. 
thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. We could talk all day about trees. It's yeah. I was going to say, I'll clear my schedule. This is so much fun. I don't want to stop, but maybe we can do it again sometime. This, this is really great. And I so appreciate your interest. You know, as we travel the country, we're going to now, I know it's going to be different. Every place we go, we're going to be using the tool, the tree equity tool. Exactly. And, and you know, we've got big mouths and we do like to plant. So it's happening. It's on. Uh, and we're always <laughs> writing articles about cities. So I think that's going to be part of every article we write now. Yeah, exactly. 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 Tool. Yes. Thank you so much. That that the, really the key here is it's it's about it being used. I mean, it's it's impact in the world. It's important. It's all going to come down to how much is it used. And so you all kind of carrying that message and encouraging people cool. to to take it. It's it's free. Uh, it's online. Like I said, if you can operate a smart a smartphone, you can use True Equity Score. Um, and we really hope that that everyone will. And you know what? As we go somewhere, we always circle back. Um, we're like bad pennies on that level. But <laughs> it's going to be interesting to um, go to a city, do the tree equity, use the tool, see where it's at, and then come back like another year yes. and see where they're at. That's kind of yes. an interesting mm. kind of circle around and see see what's going on. Um, so everyone, AmericanForest.org is a place to go. Also keep up with them on social media. Uh, contact all your everybody in the municipality uh, because you know what? Your taxes are um, what helps uh, Parks and Rec in, in uh, all the sure. governments, local governments. Um, and so really your, it's about your dollar. Where is it going? Uh, so get involved with that for tree equity for your city. Uh, we want to thank our sponsor, Fine Art Nature Photographer, Margo Carrera. She is a tree hugger. She loves trees and she knows they're <laughs> all about good health and, um, and nature and the environment. So follow her at CarreraFineArtGallery.com. And of course, keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. We air Sunday through Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Thank you so much. Thank it's you. been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.